Happy Monday, everybody. This is Mary Clark. Welcome to my podcast, Mother Mary Monday. Every Monday, I'll share discovery stories, life lessons, and encourage you to seek and find your best you. So today's Mother Mary Monday is all about, well, it actually woke me up at four o'clock in the morning over the weekend. We were in Iowa on Saturday. We drove our grandkids back after spring break. And you know, sometimes you just wake up. I don't know if this happens to you, but this happens. This happens to me. And it's starting to happen more and more frequently. Um I wake up at four in the morning and I'll just have this clarity. Sometimes it'll I'll, it'll be a confusion, kind of a worry wart little thing, but I'm working on that. As I've said in previous podcasts, the way that I help to diminish that is feeding myself um, good things to keep myself out of that mindset, even though it's inevitable that, that th- those things are going to happen. But I don't mind the four o'clock in the morning kind of God moment, creative thinking thing. And I woke up at four, we're at the hotel. Going back to Iowa is always a mixed thing for me because it's where I was born. It's where I was raised. It's where I started this whole crazy journey a long time ago. And when we moved to St. Louis in 2001, in all transparency, we left because it was time to go. And there was a healing that needed to take place. And there was a lot of quote unquote failure and disappointment, but also really good all at the same time, um, which has happened frequently in my life. And so anyway, sometimes it can be kind of an emotional time. Uh, But over the years, it's gotten better. I appreciate it now more than ever for what it is and and what I love about it. And so I woke up and got clarity on this project that we're working on to the point of where I was scrambling for a pen to write it all down. Um, But then I also thought of this podcast. I thought about what kept coming to my mind was we were just crazy enough to do the things that we did when we were in Iowa. For me, initially, way back when, when all of this started as whatever it was, I certainly didn't think it was a business. It was just a passion that I had in the big scope of fashion, which brought me to models, which has been the foundation of my life now um, for over 25 years, longer than that. I need to calculate exactly, but um, the clarity of that... I was just crazy enough to think that I could do stuff. Even though I didn't fully even know what all that was, um, I was just crazy enough. Then in 1997, I meet Jeff Clark, who was just crazy enough to believe with me that we could do these things. And we didn't even know half the time what the things were. And we would just follow in the literal sense. There were times where we got in a vehicle and started driving, not knowing if we'd have enough (laughs) gas money to get us to where we were going. I know. Lots of times I look back and think, oh my goodness, what were we thinking? But then on the other side of it, part of what the beauty of that was 
and now it's resonating in our life in a new profound way is that um, we're just crazy enough to think that we can do more with it. And that's exciting to me. And a huge part of what we're kind of envisioning going forward is always going to be the foundation of models and what we do just because we love it and we love the people in our lives. But it's expanding. It's broadening. Last week I talked about it, our mission being broadened. But something that's weighed, excuse me, kind of heavy on my soul, and a lot of that is journaling and my devotion time and my prayer time of, you know, what... What's, how can we expand on the passion of this? And I realized that in 25 years plus, I've seen more people talk themselves out of their dreams than follow them. Way more. We have a, a wall full of success stories. We have two decades plus in at this point. And we're really proud of what we've accomplished what our models have accomplished just all of it has been phenomenal and creating tribute and doing the other things that we do and collaborating with all these incredible creative people and them being willing to risk and participate and raise the bar and just thankful beyond measure for the people in our lives but sadly you know on a four-hour car drive uh for jeff and i are just i mean we're together all the time you can't help but go, whatever happened to this person? Or whatever happened to that person? And I wonder how they're doing. And then there's other things that we are equally proud of for the models that we've had that have experienced this incredible journey for a a season or two of their life, and it led them to other things. That's success. That's because they... They did it and they engaged, you know. Do I think that many people quit too soon? Yes. I think that without within our realm and beyond our realm. And I can look at the two of us and and one of the thoughts that came to me is that you just need that one person to believe in what you have and to k- encourage you to do, not just think about. I've We've always been big fans of Gary Vaynerchuk. I love everything that Gary V talks about, about quit talking, quit planning, and just do it. Like, do it. Even this podcast was, do it. Just dive in and do it. And it'll get better as you go, and, and you just have to do that. But to have just that one person, and of course, Jeff in my life, made all the difference in the world because instead of carrying it kind of on my own or the support of my mother or mentors or our dear friend April or anybody who, and many of you know that you've been on that journey with, um, but then having Jeff just made it that the two of us were just crazy enough to believe that we could build a management company while we were living in Darting Prairie and running out of our business. We were just crazy enough that we would walk through our lives saying, we're going we're gonna to find the next American supermodel. And we'd say it all the time until we were blue in the face, even when it, we weren't really close to that happening. If you just looked at our circumstances, but then it happened. And then it's happened, continuing to happen. Because then once it happens once, you go, if it can happen once, it can happen a thousand times. And then it becomes a mindset that you believe for, for big things. 
and failure just becomes part of the journey of success. You have to have them together. And after I had this epiphany at four in the morning, the next morning in my time hop was one of my favorite quotes forever. Uh, And I posted it on my personal Instagram and Facebook, get out of, get out from your house, from your cave, from your car, from the place you feel safe, from the place that you are, get out and go running, go funning, go wild, get out from your head and get growing, dear child. I was not remotely surprised for anybody who's been under a rock. You may not have heard this huge college admissions, um, what do you even call it, scandal? (laughs) I mean, it's just all over the news. People... Uh, who have the means essentially buying an advantage for their children to get into colleges of a certain prestige to the point of lying about why they should be there, paying thousands, and I think in one case, half a million dollars, and now something just came in the news of another family they haven't disclosed who it is, six million dollars spent, um, doesn't shock me at all. Not remotely at all does it surprise me that there are parents that are so obsessed and concerned with how their children look, how they look, how they want to brag about what it is, how they're going on the path of least resistance. They're going to college and they're going to do ABC. I remember years ago, a dad literally telling us that his daughter needed to go to the college that he wanted. It needed to be immediately after her senior year. And he literally, in a, in a meeting sitting, told us, and then she'll graduate and then she will... Um, live in this community and she'll, and I'm like, you're, you're basically wanting her to live your life, but maybe that's not what she wants. And in a catalyst moment, what literally was going to be, excuse me, a turning point in her career made the decision not to. And you can't tell me that there hasn't been many, many, many times through the years up to this point, and probably until the very end, that she's not going to think about, I wonder if, I wonder if this, or I wonder if I just would have tried, or I wonder if I didn't do exactly what my parents wanted. Um, You know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's where you learn who you are. And Parents obsessed with keeping their kids in a very safe box. I've never, I've never understood or related to it. Um, a dear friend of ours, Calvin Wilson, posted. I never, I've heard this the terminology of helicopter parents, the parents that hover, and they just hover and they can't be away. And let me tell you, in twenty five years of what I do, I've seen a lot of helicopters hovering around. Um, we're very honest and direct with saying, you know what, we want your your child to grow in this, so <clears throat> trust us, you don't need to hover. But I'd never heard the terminology of snowplow parents. 
So I he, he posted it in conjunction with the whole college admissions thing, and then I Googled it to find out more of what it is. And basically, it's the parent that goes ahead with the snowplow and, cure, and paves a perfect path for their child to achieve success. Every single time I've seen anybody do something remotely like this, it doesn't end in success. I saw an interview, a snippet of Lisa Rinna talking about how she manages her child, her two daughters, their modeling careers. Oh, I don't even know what to say about that. But anyway, and that she was using Kris Jenner as her model and she was like, if anybody's going to do it, I should do it. I, the, the minute the momager term started to float around, if anybody came to us and said that I'm uh, my daughter's momager, it was an instant, thank you very much. It's been nice meeting you. No, thank you. A parent should be a parent. A parent should not manage. A parent should not snowplow through. You have to let your kids fall on their feet and get back up. That's what made me have the ability to be crazy enough to keep trying. That's what gave Jeff and I the ability to. When I look at the people that really achieve, you have to let, you have to allow for failure or not even failure. You have to allow a journey and a process. It doesn't need to be a cookie cutter life that you go from point A to point B and you end up at C. Well, if you end up at C and you're not happy, that doesn't matter. Or in Lisa Rinna's case, she said, well, of course I want to follow Kris Jenner. I'm not saying a criticism of either. I'm not saying they're bad people, but she said, because let's, let's just, her point was she is great at what she's done because she has daughters who are millionaires and one who's a billionaire. But I'm like, what, how, how do you measure success? How do you measure it? I believe that you measure it by heart and character and giving back and that things aren't everything. Things aren't bad things, but at the end of the day, you get this one life. And what if there's something really amazing inside of you that you're just too fearful to go for or to say, I'm going to give it a year or to say some ambiguous thing? It just isn't how life works. Over the weekend, Rob Gronkowski um, announced his retirement from the NFL. He played for the Patriots, and I love what he said in his um, his statement back to uh, the, the announcement of the retirement. He said, cheers to the uncertainty of what's next. If everyone could just think, cheers to the uncertainty of what's next, instead of saying to me, well, do you think she's going to be successful? Or how long do you think it's going to take? Or why do you need to know those things? What if, or even as a girl, you're 19, 20, 23, 24, you could be in your 30s. Why does it have to fit into this convenient little box? I don't understand. Back when Tiana was, our, our oldest daughter, Tiana, Jeffy, I have music. <laughs> when our oldest daughter, Tiana, um, was graduating high school. And all along throughout her whole life, we knew she's going to be a dancer. That's what she wants to do. She has a gift for it. Did she know exactly what that journey was going to look like? No, because she wasn't a dancer that wanted to go to college and study dance for four years. 
her end in her end goal was to be a touring dancer, to be the the uh, the dancer on music videos, and she exceeded above all expectations for very successfully for a decade. That's what she did for a living on very high end tours. But I remember a couple of things that just blew my mind. Number one was at the announcement of her as her, she was finishing her senior year and they would be announcing what they were going to be doing moving forward, um, her dance teacher said to her, you should say you're going to school at the University of Iowa for four years. Even though we knew that that wasn't going to happen, the minute she got done with school, she was off to New York and she was going to pursue things. And just to not ruffle the feathers, she got up on a stage and said that. And it, you know what? I thought that was a really unfair thing to suggest, but it happened and it's whatever. And then moving forward farther as Tiana was doing very well, I remember being at like a family or like a reunion type thing. And this woman came up to me and she goes, oh, it's so great that Tiana's doing well. And she was on a tour at the time. We're like, yeah, it's really great. And she goes, well, what's she going to do after that? I mean, she can't dance forever. I'm like, she doesn't want to dance forever. Guess what? She can, she can do so much. There's probably way more ahead of herself than, than dancing. And guess what? That's been, that's been proven to be true because instead of keeping this journey in a box, she kept allowing herself to open up to new things. And that's the most important thing that you can do. Gary Vaynerchuk said at a, a podcast that we're listening to recently, he said, the fear of losing trumps the excitement of victory for way too many people. It's the truth. The fear of losing trumps the excitement of victory. It should not be that way. Don't be afraid of failure because what if that's what leads you to where you're supposed to be? That's been my experience multiple times. I want to change a thing because with everything that I learned in the process or Jeff and I did, we gained so much that led to even more but it wasn't something we could write or create. You had to follow it. You had to get out of your head and get growing. You had to trust. You had to jump and then find your wings. There was no safe way to do it. And when I look at the people that I am so passionate about what they've done, um, that's how they think. Another book that I just finished reading, great book, Donald Miller. He writes about building a story brand. He said, in other words... People hate losing $100 more than they like winning $100. Really think about this. People hate losing $100 more than they like the idea of winning $100. It's the fear of failure. It's the safety. It's the comfort zone. It's the, well, I don't know. What if I model in three years from now, X, Y, Z doesn't happen. But what if you try it and something does happen? Or what if you pursue whatever your, your crazy things? What if you're just crazy enough to believe that there could be something so exciting for your life, or there could be a side gig that you love, or some creative thing that you're supposed to bring into the world? Don't think yourself out of it. I'm going to end on a really great quote from Mark Twain. 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do by the ones that you did. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, 
discover. I'm thankful that I was raised by an entrepreneurial father and a mother who was a hardworking surgical nurse. And they uh, let me believe and encourage me to believe as their adopted daughter that I could do anything. They really fueled that in me. And Jeff was raised by a beautiful mother and his aunt who his mom was one of the most giving, loving women ever, but she left some dreams unfulfilled. And I look at my dad and I look at at the end of his life, um, he had built a business and then because of many variables, he lost the business. And it was right during the time where I became a single mom of Tiana at 19. I have been, I, I view it as a blessing. I've been at the deathbed of my father when he was when I was 19. I was there when my mother passed with our family eight years ago. So with both my parents, I was there when they left this world. And we were also there a few years ago with uh, Jeff's mother when she left this world. And when you've experienced those things, it rattles you to your core. Uh, life is short and you have to pursue everything that you can to be who you're supposed to be. In this year, we've experienced birth already two times, two grandbabies, and last year, another grandbaby. And of course, we have our dear Willa Mae, who's been a huge part of our life. Life is about the people in it, the dreams in your heart. I hope you wake up at four in the morning and remember everything that has ever been deep inside of you and you just decide to go for it. I thank you guys for the outpouring of positive feedback on this. It's been a joy um, putting together this podcast for everybody. Enjoy your week, and I will talk to you next Monday. Have a great week.